girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning and happy Sunday, Constance. Happy Sunday, beautiful woman. How are you? Your hair is looking on point. I know, the first time in like three years, I just like <laughs> grabbed a straightening iron and like put a couple of, you know, like pulled out some dreadies and... Yeah. Yeah. And my, I'm looking like a drowned rat today and they call me the chic one. <laughs> Sa, not the chic one. No. I know. Now, you, you might have seen Constance popping up in your Facebook feed. She's the writer. She's the blogger. She's got over a million people on her socials following her. And I'm Annalise. We're best mates. We've been besties since we were five. And we have a huge show, Con. We're so excited about this morning. Can't cope. Guess who we are interviewing? Oh, my God. The one and only Nadia from Married at First Sight. Our favourite, our girl crush. We can't oh, deal. Oh, we're going to ask her so all cool. about Anthony. I just, I can't wait to get the goss. Like, I actually am I living for this moment right now. I've, I've <laughs> wanted to talk to her since the first time I saw her face when she walked down the aisle. I was like, we need to chat, girlfriend. Oh, she's gorgeous. We also need to say goodbye to one of our really, really, really close friends, Lisa McGill. She is a blogger and she has she has terminally fabulous. And me and Annalise have become really close to her and her family. So we'll have a little chat about her and her journey a little bit later in the show and up next con i i've got a confession um for our safe space which i'm a little bit nervous about but i feel like it has to be shared yep and you are being very brave because i think this is one of those topics that not a lot of people can handle hearing but i'm glad you're doing it thanks mate this is the queen sesh con i wanted to share something in our safe space because Last week on the show, we chatted with uh, a mum who had lost her daughter to online bullying and and trolling, uh, her teenage daughter. And it's something that we're really passionate about, really changing the culture of of trolling and doing everything that we can to create awareness. And after our chat with the mum, you know, off air, I sort of, I shared with you that I, I was feeling really shaken up because... I started feeling really guilty. It made me reflect when I was in my early years in high school and... I guess some of my behaviour could be described as bullying. See, I've heard you mention it before, but because we went to separate high schools, yeah. I never actually witnessed it. So what kind of things would you do? It's more, you know, I went to that really catty all-girls school and it was a really bitchy environment. And mm. I was in that, uh, you know, that group that, you know, thought we were too cool for school. There was nothing ever dramatic. You know, the school didn't get involved. I wasn't, you know, going to the lengths that some of the things you hear about. It was just more, I was a bit nasty and I I wasn't inclusive and there was probably times where I made other girls feel bad about themselves and uh, it's something I as an adult reflecting back when I think about it I really struggle with it because adult me would never do that you know me you know me now yeah I do know you but I do also know that you've got like a bit of an alpha girl sort of thing about you yeah so like yeah I can see because I've never seen you bully or be mean to anyone in my whole life like all I ever do is see you shower people with like love and affection but I see you as a really confident force and I can understand how maybe in the teenage years people might have been a little bit intimidated And, and teenagers like they enjoy that sort of power so they can use it for good and evil and, and struggle to distinguish the difference and struggle to understand the, the pressure that's putting on other people. So if you had something to say to like teenagers that might be listening who might also be able to relate to that sort of behaviour, 
what would it be? I think it's it's really, and the things that I, as a mum, the things that I want to try and impart to my kids, it's to really think about consequences of your behaviour and how you make other people feel. You know, everyone gets egged on in school environments. There's so much pressure and being a teenager is bloody hard. And I think people can get carried away and trying and wanting to please people and be popular. No, you well, don't yeah, everybody wants to be like make everyone laugh and stuff yeah. and that's when the meanness can come into it. The thing to focus on is, yeah, the, the consequences and the effect and how you make other people feel because that's something that as a teenager I definitely, uh, in the first couple of years of high school, I did not think about. I did later on and I definitely changed. I became a lot friendlier in the later years of high school but it got us thinking, didn't it, Con, about kids and teenagers and bullying and how we can address the cause. Okay, well, next week on the show we'll be talking to a clinical psychiatrist with some actual facts and some information that can help us. But right now, I just want to say thank you so much, Annalise, for sharing this because I really think if we can shine a bit of a light on people that are bullying and have bullied, it'll help other people and hopefully drip feed that down to kids. And so I just think that this was a really good way to kick it off and I really appreciate that you came out and spoke about your bullying past. Thanks, mate. Yeah, look, it was something I was really uncomfortable about sharing, but obviously I have remorse and if I can make amends now as an adult and I can help other kids um, who are going through it and who are having a rough time and who are bullying or being bullied, well, then I guess that's my amends. So, great. Thanks, mate. Love you. Queen sesh. On the biggest thing to come out of the internet this week, which just literally had me lolling for days. I know, me too. <laughs> it was the, the man when he was being interviewed yep. by the BBC on <laughs> Skype, a live interview, and his eldest kid busts in and starts doing a little dance in front of the camera, <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. And then the little toddler in the walking frame on wheels starts rolling in and joins in on the <laughs> And then his wife comes in and scoots him like, She's on all fours and she's like hastily and angrily, like she's <laughs> pretending like she's not there, even though we can see her, and just scoops them and drags them by their legs. Oh, it was. Oh, it was so cute because you actually never see the human side of these like newsreaders. Yeah. Like that's why I loved it because they just look like these blocks of like man information that's just getting pumped into your face and there's never a laughter or anything. And so it was just like, whoa, bam, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And do you know what reminded me so much? We have a. Um, In our house, in the house in Perth, Bill has an office right next to the toilet. Yeah. And so he'll be doing all his work. And honestly, like, you know, he's got, like, work voice and he's talking to, like, the people that employ him to do floorboards because he's a floorboard layer. And, like, he's like, yeah, certainly I could probably make it there at 3.30. And in the background you can hear, Dad, I've done a big poo. Can you wipe my bum? And Bill's just trying to pretend it's not happening. And he's like, wipe my bum, Dad. (laughs) That's why I don't go live on Facebook. Everyone keeps saying to me, do more live stuff. Everyone loves the chaos that you've got going on in your house. And I'm like, my kids will say the wrong things. Like, they're not going to be like, you're saying cute kid things. Like, they're going to say things like, mum, you're always on your phone. I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) Which really doesn't work very well for my blogs. (laughs) But no, I bloody loved it. That was my favourite thing on the internet all week. Oh, it just, it had us cracking up. And we've put it on our Facebook page. So just in case you have missed it, you have to see it. It's too good. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, we do have a tendency to get a little bit creepy and obsessed with people, mainly women or gay men. <laughs> so true. I know. I, every time I interview someone, I'm like, friggin' hell, do I have to do that again? Everyone I talk to, I'm like, fangirling, I'm terrible. But I do really love Chrissy. Chrissy Teigen. So I've started following her on Twitter, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my, my Twitter 
following up. You're hoping is, she's going to follow you back? Yeah, no, I'm still, I'm still in the 50s, guys. Thanks very much. But I, I love her tweets. And recently she shared some uh, a little screen grab of some trolling comments. So I'll read them out to you. You'll love this con. Okay, someone said, that baby, this is about her kid, never shows emotions. She never <laughs> smiles. Or she said fries. I think she meant cries. It's weird. <laughs> and then another one, golden rule of dressing babies is however many layers you are wearing plus an extra one, common sense. Oh, my God. And then another one about jackets. And then... Uh, Australians aren't like that, are they? I can't imagine I an Australian know. ever saying that to me. Like, uh, you've under-accessorated <laughs> your child. <laughs> and then someone wrote, uh, someone should tell her she's got holes in her trousers and in her brain, but you can't see them underneath her oh-so-expensive hat. Oh, seriously. But, okay, so the, she, she tweeted two replies. The first one, she said, imagine being this miserable. We are fine, thanks. Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Great response. And then you're going to have to beat me out because um, this, this last tweet, it says, some people are just hell-bent on being the f- worst. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chrissy Teigen. I love, did you see uh, recently, Con, she actually came out and she talked about her postnatal depression, that she's yes. actually suffering from that. How she's, beautiful and honest and... And then did you read that um, John Legend said that whenever she couldn't get off the couch, he would sleep with her on the oh, couch? I know. Oh my God. Like I was literally downloading divorce papers for that one because <laughs> it's never, like Bill didn't even notice when I had depression. <laughs> oh, like, what? Yes. You had what? There are a couple goals and you know do you remember was it last week or two weeks ago we discussed we talked with Gretel Colleen yes and she said something that really stood out in my head it was that women are either allowed to be funny or attractive but they're not allowed to be both yeah and that is why she gets trolled because she's both yeah so yeah. people don't know how to box her, how to categorise her. So they go, how dare you be funny? You're hot. You can't take hot and funny. Mm. You know, but she's taking them both and she's riding that wave because she is friggin' amazing. She is. And she's hilarious. I love how she fell asleep at the Oscars as well. I had a little nap. Mate, oh, my God, me too. Like, that is just me all to a T. <laughs> I, I could not stay awake for the Oscars. <laughs> oh, yeah, I personally couldn't do this sort of thing because what happens is these trolls write some things on my pages and I get, like, the best response ever. But then as soon as... I write something like thousands of other people start abusing them because I've opened the floodgates. I've gone, hey, everyone, let's abuse this chick because she's being nasty. And then it's sort of not what I'm about, so I don't do it. But I'm yeah. in my brain, I'm Chrissy Teigen coming yeah. up with all these witty, amazing, hilarious comebacks. Yeah, in, in my brain, I'm Chrissy Teigen too. Yeah, no, like when I look in the mirror and I'm wearing like a bikini and <laughs> I'm like, it's cool, I'm Chrissy. The Queen Sesh. Now, Ants, I've had the week. From hell. I'm so glad it's over. Yeah. My kids have all gotten sick. Now, we've all been there, right? Everybody gets sick. But I live in a commune with two cousins as well. And, and you've got four and kids. And i got four kids. That's they, hell. No, but This and is what right. makes this week uniquely hell. Mm. They all got different things. Oh, good. I know. And things that made me feel like a bad mum. Like, um, my <laughs> daughter got a staph infection from, oh. like, a like, sore in her leg. And that totally wasn't my oh. fault because, like, my cousins put Band-Aids on them and I never put Band-Aids on sores. And Band-Aids just give them infections. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to go on antibiotics for that. And then the next time I'm in, like, um, the doctor's getting antibiotics for Arlo because he's had laryngitis and it's just not going away. And I'm taking Arlo to school and, like, I got to the point where, like, I actually went up to his teacher and I was like, he's not dirty. And she was like, sorry? And I was like, he's not a dirty kid. Like, I know he looks dirty because he's got dreadlocks and stuff, but, like, <laughs> that's just the way he looks. And she was like, part I, of didn't his charm. Think, yeah. I didn't think your son was dirty. And I'm actually going insane. Like, everywhere I work, I've got, like, paranoia that everybody thinks I'm the worst mum in the world because my kids are covered in, like, welts and spots and they've got, like, dreadlocks and it's just... 
hell and I actually found myself waking up yesterday morning and it was like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. And I was like, I am not mum today. I am actually, like, I checked out, yep. stopped mumming, didn't answer my phone, turned the phone off, just absolutely oh, had. No, I've had enough. Like, I can't yeah. cope. I'm actually, I'm on the I'm on the edge. Finally, my cousins have gotten better so they can help me with the kids. But, yep. yeah, no, it's been absolutely horrendous. And the new house that we live in doesn't really have a backyard. I used to just kick everyone out the back mm. and just go, go and, like, dig something or, like, you know, terrorize as a neighbour and leave me alone. Now they've all been right by my feet. It's been absolutely hell. In week you, from hell. In your commune. And I'm just waiting to get the lurgy as well. Like, I'm waiting to, for me to fall down ill. Yeah, and you know, when, when mum falls down, the whole ship goes down. Actually, my ship comes back up again because everyone sees me as this, like, solid rock. So everybody goes, oh, no, we'll be fine because mum can do it. But if I actually go down, then, like, they all get their crap together and they're like, all right, we've pushed her too far. We need to back off and, like, start being normal humans again. Stick around because, Con, next we are going to be chatting to... Nadia from Married at First Sight. Like, we have to play it cool, babe, because you know how we can get when we chat to people on the show. I want Nadia to invite me out for a drink by the end of this instead of me constantly trying to, like, lure them into drinking with me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see how we go. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, as anyone who's listened to the show would know, we are obsessed with Married at First Sight. Obsessed. It's like like our favourite thing to talk about. Yeah. That's our entire life right now. And this week we're so excited. We're talking to the one and only Nadia. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Nadia. I'm so excited to talk to you. We are. You know, we were given a choice. We were given a choice of who we wanted to talk to and we were like, Nadia. Yeah. Because you're one of us, Nadia. Nadia, we are loving this season. Like, we're so obsessed. There's just so much drama. Like, we're not even going to have a show when your show's over. I know. Because this is all we ever talk about. <laughs> yeah, look, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because, of, of course, it's like a social experiment. And it's so interesting, like, looking into relationships um, and all the dramas and things that do go on and things that happen behind closed doors that sometimes we're not privy to. And I'm watching yeah. it and I'm seeing all of this stuff that I didn't actually get to see when, when we were filming. There's times when I'm with the girls and Anthony's with the guys and there are times when, you know, yeah. um, there's boys' night. What was your take on the whole boys' night scandal with Jonesy and everyone talking about Cheryl behind her back? Because now that you've seen it and you've seen actually what happened, what was your take? Oh, look, it's not good. Look, at the end of the day, we know that um, these, this kind of dialogue happens, you know, yeah. in our culture. Yep. You know that this yep. happens. It, it, it's a reality and it's not that alarming. But, but what makes it upsetting is the fact that they w- had committed themselves into a relationship to try and make it work. And rather than have her back and, and be respectful towards her, he took the other road. And, and that's what was disappointing is that... And that's one of my pet hates, to, really, when you can't, yeah, but he you was can't rely on someone well. to be sort of... Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I don't think Easily that influenced. Anthony can get off scot-free in this one because he was sort of, no. I felt like, the main culprit because he's an alpha male. So he's sitting back mm. and he's watching it all and then he's going, nah, 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 boys are being boys and bros and whatever. And I was just like yeah. getting a little bit angry on the other end of the screen. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I just love you because you don't you don't just sit down in quiet in silence. 
like you are so good at, you know, speaking up when it comes to the time to speak up to him. But And you yeah, really, we love that you had Cheryl's back, um, one of those dinner parties, and you sort of took her aside and made her feel comfortable yeah. and just checked in to yeah. see how she was going. We loved that, by the way. What she went through, she shouldn't have had to go through that. And obviously, like, you know, she, she had a bit of a rough a rough time. You know, we didn't know how this was all going to pan out and how every, uh, what the chemistry of our group as a as a whole would be. And yeah. um, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I always try to put myself in someone else's shoes. I try to see myself as others see me. Yeah. And I could just see that it wasn't easy for her. And I just, and I'm not going to sit there and be a sheep and just follow what whatever the consensus is. Because sometimes yeah, that's that how we love you. doesn't, that goes against my grain, you know. Yep. I'm not going to do can that. I, can I ask you a hard question? Do you ever get a little sure. bit scared of the tendencies that Anthony tends to show when it comes towards women? I feel like he can be a little controlling and I love, I'm, I'm an inspector of relationships. I just like watch them yeah. all the time because I'm obsessed with dynamics. Yeah. I actually wanted to be a relationship counsellor when I was growing up. So yeah. I've looked at a lot of the things, a lot of things that he's displayed at these parties and I've looked at you and I see you as this like banging hot babe and I sometimes get a bit like oh I've gone down that road with men like that and it's really hard to get out of it yeah it and can be really dangerous absolutely I think that you can instill quite a lot of fear and I think there, there yeah. can be um, a little bit of manipulation as well um, yeah. and, and I'm not, not putting that onto my relationship with Anthony but uh, yeah. obviously coming into the dinner party I'm questioning um, his authenticity and also just hang on a second you know you're not budging. You've got to come my yeah. way too a little bit. There's got to be yeah. compromise. Yeah. And um, also just really reflecting on, on what has been. And it's been a very quick, fast, um, heated, like, you know, the whole process is like push, 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 push mm. um, to get to the point that we're in. And now all of a sudden I'm going to have time to reflect on our relationship. And is that what I want? Is this what mm. I want for my life? Now, in terms of like, you know, looking at those flags and, you know, a lot of people are very opinionated of like to say, Say, um, you know, it's very dangerous, all of these things. You know, I think to myself, God, my last relationship was absolutely hideous. You know, with my mum going through breast cancer and not having the compassion or support that I needed from the person yeah. that I, I hope to have it from. Yeah. You know, I think to myself, wow, with everything that I went through through that relationship, this is a walk in the bloody park. I've got my limit, absolutely. What about when you, what he was when, saying when about, like, you making him food and stuff? Were you just like, um, I'm so gorgeous and cool that was and funny? Just, Why would like, I really? food? Yeah, what, what's, it like, been, right. what's it been like watching it? <laughs> Back, Nadia, especially, I guess, you'd have your mates, you'd have your mum around you and watching yeah, what yeah. happened. What's it been like watching it back? Oh, look, I mean, there are moments which are quite tense. There are moments where I cheer myself on. There's moments where yeah. I have a laugh and there are moments where I think, oh, wow, like... But, I mean, let's face it... Are know, there moments where you go, like, oh, my God, I look so freaking hot in that red dress. <laughs> no, I never think like that. I always oh my God, don't you? So that's why you're on this show because if you actually did realise how absolutely smoking you are, you probably would Thank be you. like, you'd Thank have your you harem of men. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush. Do you know what, um, do you know what I, I loved? Do you know what we loved this week, Nadia, is we, we saw a oh, bit of a different side to you this week because there was talk about moving into state and that was the huge, yeah. I guess, uh, change in your relationship and we've got a little grab. I've packed up yeah. and moved overseas in a really short period of time. The prospect of moving my life is is not that daunting to me. I've done it. I've lived yeah. in other countries. He doesn't understand. You pick up your stuff, you move somewhere else. So much bull. Yes, when I heard it, I was like, yes, that is, it absolutely is bull. 
and what you said because is, it's a big deal. Yes. Moving for a man is a big yes. deal. I've done it twice. Totally. It's no walk in the park. I've never done it. Uh, yeah. But that's because no one's ever asked me to. Wah, 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 wah. All I could hear when he was saying that to me was wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You weren't even listening. You're just like, whatever, man. I'm just saying, wow, really? You've, you've done this, have you? Time. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to run to your arms mm. and it's going to be happily, happy ever after. No, but that's when, like, things actually get dangerous, I reckon, when you get ostracised. And when someone moves states, they need to be really happy and comfy and safe because otherwise you're moving mm-hmm. somewhere with none of your support you haven't got your girls you live with girls like you're not used to being on your own with a man and as you say I've packed my bags I've moved to another person I'm not going to make a second another mistake I want to be 100% sure and um and I want to be happy and I want to know that he's supportive um yeah but you know he's sort of preaching to me saying I've done it before and I'm you know yeah great good for you Mm, jolly good but uh, on the wedding day on your wedding day I was thinking oh my god she hates him like, I fully thought that you didn't like Every, him one yeah, little bit. And then, yeah, and I skipped a few weeks because, you know, I've got four kids. But then I'd switch back on and I was like, what? How did that happen? Like, you started yeah, to really like yeah, him. Look, I mean, so the attra- attraction but, wasn't instant, but it really grew. It grew. It grew. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we got to know each other. We, we had some common ground, you know, and yeah. he really did put in the hard yards get and was quite patient and okay. I mean I wasn't going to just warm to him straight up like you know um, I just because I signed up for the experiment I, I didn't feel obliged to be intimate with any stranger if I didn't feel Beautiful. like I wanted to be yeah. um, I, I felt like I wanted to actually have a conversation with this guy because you know if he opens his mouth and I can't deal yeah. well you know there's there ain't, ain't going to be any sexy time. Yeah. Anthony's really copped a lot of criticism, I guess, online and on social media. Some of the comments that he's made, uh, which we all sort of watched and, and our heart was breaking for you when he called you frigid and he made a comment about yeah. your boobs and your career. Yeah. Do you, do yeah. you feel like yeah. he deserves the backlash that he's been copping? Look, I mean, when you say things, you say things. And, um, you know, I think it's about checking yourself and, and owning, owning what you say and also having the softer side to be able to make it not not as harsh I mean I can have a laugh and say look I, I definitely know I don't have big boobies and um but you know my boobs are great for me <laughs> oh, I can still amazing. run I can still oh. I can still exercise they stand up I, I, had I, boobs. I had big boobs I had them shrunk like your boobs are perfect I, I can rack and stack if I need to get a little bit of extra um you know what does I even know about boobs anyway <laughs> I don't even know I mean you know I've been modeling what since 1999 seriously if I got a boob job I wouldn't even fit into the bloody clothes They'd have to get yeah. me a size 12 top and then size yeah. 10 bottom or 8, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it just wouldn't be, you know, you just wouldn't get booked, would you? You wouldn't make any money. And have you spoken day, about his you, penis you size on money. TV? Oh, oh, look, I did say to him, I did say. I'm just saying because like, well, if, you, if we're going to talk I about male and female like anatomy. That. It is like that. That's like me saying, what, you've got a small willy. <laughs> Like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel? That's like me saying that. Would it ever even occur to you to say to something like that? I'm not even going to tell you if I've even seen it anyway. (laughs) See, me and you are going to have a drink and we're going to discuss these things. Oh, I can't. (laughs) We we are. Um, Look, Nadia, in hindsight, 
Would you do the show again? If you could start it all again, would you do it? Oh, look, you know, I've done it now, so I can't <laughs> say that I would do it all again. It's like saying, would you go back if you, Would you go back to when you were 15? Hell no. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Been there, and, when and you were 20. Hell no. Absolutely. And let's it. see what happens with your it. career now. Like, I'm sure I've there's going to be thoroughly. some amazing things you wouldn't need to go back on that show. When you live your life to the fullest, right, you you, you think that you've done it thoroughly. And if you, it, that's, of course, if you're not taking any regrets with you. And I like to think that I don't have regrets. If I don't do something, if I don't say something, it's because I actually didn't want to say it. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah own it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And you've come across beautifully yeah. on the TV. You by the way. have. Everyone loves you. And I actually, Thank I'm you. loving you even more than I thought I even would. You know, you're yeah, you're beautiful. Thank, Thank you so you. much oh, for having humble. a chat with us. We you. really, really appreciate it's it, Nadia. Thanks, Thank you for, Yeah, thank you for your support. Thank and we, you. we look forward to that drink. We'll be calling you. Yeah, we'll call <laughs> you. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get <laughs> <your> <laughs> number <laughs> stalkers. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And we're back. And if you have a Facebook account, you would have heard of Constance Hall, seen her popping up in your feed. She's the controversial blogger and writer. And she's got over a million followers on Facebook. And I'm Annalise. The queens, the queens. They're not oh, followers. sorry, the queens. She's got <laughs> over a million queens Thank on you. her socials. <laughs> and, Con, I've actually started a Facebook page. Currently, I've got... Really? Yeah, I've got 10 followers. So I think I do need some tips and guidance from you because the, the social Why thing for me is not really taking a Facebook off. Page? Oh, I just thought for fun, you know. Um, <laughs> just to give me something else to do and, you know... Because anyway. you're not doing enough looking after two kids, running a radio show. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know what? I found I felt so exhausted after Adele because I did five different posts on five different social media things and I thought, this is too much. Something's- that's why I don't <laughs> diversify. That's why I don't Snapchat. I yeah, don't I like Twitter. That. Anyway, still to come this hour. We get to talk to the beautiful Mel that I shared a story about her on my Facebook page this week, last week. She's absolutely selfless woman, surrogate and an egg donor. And I don't know if you guys know this, but that ain't easy. So I'm really excited to talk to her. And we're also back by popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also really upset to let you know that we'll be talking to my mum again. The queen mother, She's been telling me that this is the worst show in the world ever since we started because we didn't have her on it. And she's like, no, seriously, like, you need a little bit of real-life granny. And I was like, rank. So she's finally weaseled her way into the producers and got a little segment happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but up next, Con, we, we had a sad week this week because we did lose a dear friend to us, Lisa McGill um, from Terminally Fabulous, her blog. So we're going to be chatting a little bit about her next. Queen Sesh. Now this week, Annalise, as you already know, we um, lost a friend who's been battling cancer, terminal cancer for over five years. She became a really good friend of ours after I was actually randomly messaged one day by a queen who said to me, oh, there's this chick and she's got this blog and it's awesome and you should read it. And so I was reading it and I just sent it to Annalise straight away because her words were incredible. She had a really amazing way of um, connecting with her audience and she also was really honest and really open about her journey and I loved that she went there and she went in the in the places that you know that not many writers go so Annalise had the same experience when she read her post I guess it's so difficult for someone to be able to make you laugh and cry in the same piece of writing but pretty yeah. much every time I read anything that she wrote 
I was either laughing and crying. It's um, because she would never let anyone feel sorry for her, so she had to back it up with a joke to deflect the sympathy, yeah. you know? Like she was just like, it's fine, and she'd just give you some punch, and it was always it was always upbeat, even when times were really, really, really tough. So what me and Annalise did, we got a bit close to her, and we messaged back and forth, and then we decided that we were actually in love with her, and mm. we were going to surprise her in Brisbane where she lives, and we contacted her mum, who was like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun, and we all went out for drinks, and it was just, like, the minute that we met each other, it was so obvious that not just with Lisa but with her mum as well that we were all going to be close for a really long time because yeah. we were just on the same level with everything and Lisa is awkwardly open she would just <laughs> she, you know, like, she was worse than I'm you all, I know I'm awkwardly <laughs> open and I was awkward and like she was just like mum I'm going to say it and her mum just sat there like this beautiful little shy Irish I know woman she's going, so shy okay and Lisa just says it and she was just always like that just so vibrant and shocks you and she's she's absolutely the most incredible woman that we'd ever come across so we went on this journey with her and we We've met her like a lot of times and we've done lots of group messages and all hours of the night chats and I just, we fell in love. And Con, you, you actually shared her blog and I, I think her, her original following was a couple of thousand um, and today it's 60,000 plus and that's because wow. of you sharing it from your blog and she well, loved that. Well, it's because that. she backed it up so I can share anyone's page. They won't get oh, any more. But because people were actually, it was interesting content. So it was all her. She just needed a little, little bit of a boost along, which I think I did. She loved that support from her following. It, it really gave her the strength when she needed it. Well, she there said was so, so much times. love for it. Yeah. Like, she was crazy. She would sing Alanis Morissette on video <laughs> and post it in the middle of the night. Like, people just love that. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she was probably the bossiest person that I've ever met. She's about five foot tall. She was just uh, a force to be reckoned with. And she, she loved our show. And she was messaging us always about the show, giving us suggestions. And uh, one of the suggestions that she wrote to us, it was the last group message that the three of us shared um so she said okay guys you know you've you've got to do this idea i think it's going to be great she said it's called the husband conundrum so what are the head things that guys do when's the last time you told a white lie and your husband put you in it or if it was your kid these kids give me the skids so that was her suggestion (laughs) (laughs) because uh, she actually shared a story about her dad which we'll talk about next but we asked the question on our socials uh, as our ode to lisa mcgill from termly fabulous we'll be chatting to you next this is the queen sesh this week on we lost a dear friend of ours lisa mcgill uh, and yep. she's the author of uh, the blog Termly Fabulous. You might have seen her popping up in some of your feeds. She got a lot of media exposure uh, after she passed, which she would be loving. Absolutely sick. <laughs> and she loved it. She said, Daily Mail, Daily Mail shares a story about me. I just want to die. And when someone shares a story about Lisa, she's like, woo! I know. Loved it, which was just bloody awesome. Well, she actually requested, and she's very bossy, so we, we're going to listen to her now, uh, a suggestion for the show, and that was that people share a story about about the husband conundrum. So what are the dickhead things that guys do? When's the last time you told a white lie and your husband put you in it? Or if it was your kid, these kids give me the skids. And Lisa actually shared a story on the last group message that we had together about her dad. So she said... Our very generous, caring next-door neighbours visited their hometown in India and bought a really expensive queen-sized doona for our place. And the neighbour said to my dad, oh, you know, have have you guys used the bedstead yet? And Lisa wrote, of course we hadn't. They were hideous. But no one in their right <laughs> mind is going to say that, right? But her dad's response was, no, Geraldine's very particular about her colour scheme. Geraldine's her mum. Uh, so she hasn't and she won't be using them. They're just not to her taste. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they are the most polite family. Like Lisa said, her and her mum, like they were talking about it for days. They were so horrified. Oh, my God, that is mortifying. So mortifying. Because he, what he doesn't understand is his neighbours now hate him. No. <laughs> Apparently they're still being very beautiful and caring and visiting, <laughs> dropping over curries and things. Uh, so they, they're, they're keepers. That we've asked out. Uh, I hope they're asked, not listening, by the way. <laughs> to hear it again. Uh, we've asked the question on our socials at the Queen Sesh, what's your husband conundrum or when have your kids given you the skids? And on 131060, we have Zia from New South Wales on the line. Well, it was my husband's conundrum. Okay. Um, one of my close friends was heavily pregnant with her first child. Yeah. Um, and after a few sort of false starts, she messaged me to say she was on her way to hospital. She wasn't sure if she was in labour, but... She thought she might be. So I messaged my husband to tell him the news and how exciting it was. So he took it upon himself to ring her husband to congratulate him and tell him how excited he was. And his response was, I don't know what you're talking about. Because neither of us had realised that she didn't want to alarm him because there'd been a couple of false starts. She wanted to wait until it was all confirmed before calling him from work and everything like that. Oh, my God, she's so considerate. I know. Was she really in labour? Yeah. Yes. I think she's I actually done a good job I thought you were going to say he was like, oh, we're separated. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not mine, what, baby? Yeah, it's not mine. <laughs> now, we know, now I know why. The Queen Sesh. Con, this week... Controversial, biggest loser. So it's a, it's a new thing that they're going for. In other seasons, people have been hundreds and hundreds of kilos and it's all about those big numbers. Yep. But this year it's more of a an improving someone from the inside out. Yep. And so it's not about the numbers. Uh, it's I'm about, actually really glad they're doing this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's not also, about that shock value. Really- Exam, it's not relatable. Like I mm. obviously we're obsessed with like married at first sight because mm. it's relatable. Like we've all been there. <laughs> Whereas like when you see these really huge people that have obviously got massive eating disorders, yeah. it's not that relatable for everybody. So I yeah, I was pleased to hear that they were making it more about people like me. The thing is, there's one of the contestants, Nikki, and she's actually she's twenty five, she's a mum, and she weighs seventy eight kilos. And when it was revealed that she weighed seventy eight kilos, there was big backlash and uproar and people were saying, Why would you you put someone who's only 78 kilos because if you look at her she's just an average sized person why but would you put her I on a weight she's loss quite show short so technically on a health regime that classifies BMI obese, or something no yeah. it wouldn't be no she definitely wouldn't be it's obese it's really easy to be obese like, it is, I was actually. like looking at one of those charts and I was like what I'm not what <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I wasn't obese but I was like yeah I can see how easy Climbing it is up there. for people to yeah and yeah. it sort of um, actually highlights the the like health implications to being overweight which you know me I'm a body positive advocate like I just want everyone to feel great about themselves but I put on a lot of weight last year I put on 10 kilos mm. in one year I went to a training chick she's a girlfriend of mine and she was like oh that's not that heavy and I told her how much I used to weigh and she goes oh that's really bad that you've put on that much weight and I was like okay the party's over I need to stop yeah. like enjoying myself like this and so no I'm I'm really impressed that they're doing this because it's just you know getting into healthy patterns yeah and when you hear a little bit about her and where she's coming from uh, my heart broke I just hate my body I hate the way I look I've been with my partner for three years and he's still hasn't seen me naked. My insecurities make him feel like I don't love him. Oh, my heart my just heart breaks. That's such a, it's a real thing. And That's I think so after lovely. having a kid, you know, particularly my first, it took me a long time. I sort of hovered above the 80 kilo mark for about a year after I had him. And it's, it's really hard, especially it's really after your hard. first. The only question I would ask to you, Con,
on is are we worried that we're sending a message not only as mums we can relate to this and we see okay she's not overweight it's this is a positive thing we're making her feel good but teenagers watch this as well young women watch this are we sending a message that someone that size should be on a weight loss show no that's why the show needs a new angle it mm. needs it, it shouldn't be called it should the biggest loser, the biggest loser. No. and it absolutely not and what it should be about is it should be about look at this woman look where her state of mind is let's see what we can do for this state of mind what are the obstacles that are stopping you from loving yourself and making you happy let's make some progressive steps towards it rather than it being about let's look good so that our boyfriends can think that we're hot so that we can show people what we look like naked like I like the concept of where we're going with being more relatable body sizes and I get that because I really do I think that's much more broad like broadly we all not there's not that many people I know that want to lose 30 or 40 kilos but there's a lot of people that I know that you know in order to get healthy need to lose a few mm. so I just think that yeah I don't like the idea of the show I never watch it because no. it's the biggest loser and it's just like whatever like you're not a loser because you're overweight yeah like you can still be absolutely beautiful and yeah it's really silly but I don't know Anne's. I don't yeah. know how I feel about the whole thing gotta wait and watch it yeah mm. not taking over our lives just I might yet. watch a while eating pizza <laughs> <laughs> up next we're gonna chat to a surrogate mum this is the Queen Sesh. Now, today we are so lucky. We've got a beautiful interview lined up with Melissa yes. Holman, the founder of Egg Donation Australia. Melissa, are you there, my love? I am. Hi. I shared your story this week and it got a lot of attention and a lot of um, comments and loves and, and that's because you're an incredibly selfless woman who's gone and done something that most of us hate doing, which is getting pregnant, but you've done it for <laughs> someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell us a bit about your journey. What made you get into um, becoming a surrogate mum? Oh, it was a little bit unexpected. I initially started years ago as an egg donor, um, and even that was quite unexpected, something that I sort of stumbled on and did. And then one day I met a woman who I was going to donate eggs to, but she had had several miscarriages, and I told her that she couldn't be a mum, I guess, without having a surrogate. She was such a dear, incredible friend to me, and I'd, just, I'd seen her positivity through her loss, and I just wow. I told, told her I'd do it. So wow. it just it went from there. Now, yeah. do you hate being pregnant like as much as most people do? Surely not. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. You do. And you still yeah. do it. Oh, my God, you're oh, even I do. more beautiful than I you're thought. Saints. Mel, what people wouldn't realise is that being a surrogate in Australia, it's, it's a lot more complex than is overseas because you can't actually pay someone to be a surrogate. This is something that you do out of the, the goodness of your heart. Yeah, it, it, it's a mixed blessing. I mean, I, I really loved doing surrogates the way that the things are, but being that it is altruistic, there's not a lot of women who are lining up to carry no. somebody's baby for free. So it, there's so many people out there looking for surrogates and it's just not enough of us. On the other hand, you know, you do get a great bond with the mums because for that reason, because you're not... Yeah, and that's so uterus that you do it for nothing, but like, are you like, look, I can't get paid, but you can take me on like a massive holiday and buy me a new car. And- <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, can, you, you can take me out to dinner, buy me a wine when the baby's out. Can you talk to me about that moment when you hand the bubba over? I was laying there in my nice little drugged up state and the baby pretty much, you know, just falls out and they throw bubs on your, on your stomach and once they've cut the cord and everything, bubs go straight to mum. So I guess wow. I don't really sort of see it as giving baby over. How do you disconnect though? Because I don't know, I mean, I've been pregnant twice and both times mm. you do feel that connection um, when someone's inside you. How do you, I guess, disconnect and and remove yourself from that emotion? I've always said that the connection, instead of being with the babies, is with the mothers. Oh, I love yeah. that. So, and I've seen these women and they're absolute grief at not being able to be mums. And, mm. I, you know, I guess I feel satisfied. I think, you know, it's beautiful seeing it, just the yeah. mums and their bobs and how happy they are and their glow yeah. of... I still I, I absolutely so. commend you though the idea of healing after birth without 
doing it for like a monumental huge thing in your life is to me like it's full on and I just think you're incredible. I guess you'd like to part with giving us some encouraging words to anyone considering egg donation because I know there's quite a big shortage in our country. Yeah, how can we help? I, I think we've always encouraged anyone who would consider this, even if they're just looking into the idea of being either an egg donor or a surrogate and they're not sure what it entails, reach out and get information because there is information out there. Egg Donation Australia, we have a, both a web page but also a Facebook group. You know, get in touch with other donors and surrogates and we have support groups where you can get informed and find out what it's about find out if it's for you and we have at any given time usually 20 to 30 couples looking for somebody who will help them to have babies thank you so much for sharing that with us mel we're going to share that facebook group on our facebook page at the queen sesh so that people can get involved uh, and you know i guess help spread awareness thanks so much for chatting with us thanks so much mel Queen Sesh. Con, we do like to finish the show each week on Queen Vice, which is advice for queens. And you and I, we we, we don't really know the answers, do we? Ever. No, I don't know the answers to anything. Spend a week at my house and you'll know never to ask me anything <laughs> ever again. But we do have, back Someone by popular demand, uh, it's the Queen Mother, your mum, Jackie. Welcome, Jackie. Welcome back, mum. Look, look how you Thanks managed to weasel me. your way back onto the show. <laughs> it, I was trying. It took me a while to get here, believe me. <laughs> but you listen to the show and, and you, you've got some advice for us. Well, okay. I think think very be carefully <laughs> before you answer this, Mum. <laughs> I just think you should be more. I don't know if the word is rude, but I'm more you rude. know, Mum's like it's, it's the worst show in the world. You, can, <laughs> <laughs> you need me to come on and talk about my love life. That'd be funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we, we're listening to your advice, Jackie. We've got you on, uh, and what we've done is we we threw it out on our socials at the Queen Sesh, our Facebook page, and Con actually you shared it from your Facebook page. So we got lots of adoring Jackie fans inquiring. Everybody loves the Queen Mother. I know. So this one's from Selena. And Jack, she said, I'm curious, question, how do all the marriages survive? Do we just pretend that marriage is easy and get on with it or do we just argue the entire time? Lol. So you've been married twice, Jack, so you've oh got God. some insight. Oh, my God, mum's not the right person to ask. I was going to say, just forget it, try again. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say just get divorced. <laughs> well, I believe a woman should really have two boyfriends because you don't get enough attention from one. And that's what you should do. I'm, um, Mum, I'm literally banging my head with my headphones against the wall. I really think, I've, that I really believe that though because... I kind of believe that too though, Mum. Like I yeah. am, I'm really needy and it's, yeah. and that's you why I, my happiest I'm times so in my life is that I look back, I go, oh yeah, I had a few on the go so no one really yeah. knew how needy Mine I was. <laughs> so how many, how many have you got on the go at the moment, Mum? Two very shallow ones. It's just physical so it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing la, la, in depth la, 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 about it. Oh, your kids are going to be dying. So I rank, love this, Jack. I find it really ranked. You're so sexual. I live, I live for I it, Jax. I love you. <laughs> oh, that's all we have time for. Thank you, Jax. Make right, sure I'll you listen. You, you will, you'll absolutely be back. Don't worry. <laughs> like, if I've got anything to do with it, you'll be back. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I love you, Mum. Love you, Jax. Love you, Anne. And you can listen uh, same time next Sunday. If you've missed anything, you can catch our podcast. Plus, we're going to be uh, including
getting some special extra interview time on our podcast. So make sure you download that. And, yeah, have a great week, Con. Oh, thanks, Anne. I hate saying goodbye. I thought we were just saying goodbye to Mum, not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great week too. Love you. You too. Thanks for listening. This is The Queen Sesh.